Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. My name, of course, is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And unfortunately, it pains me to do this episode, but you know what? I am having fun covering the AFC Asian Cup, and even though I'm not able to cover every single game and it's been limited to some extent, I'm still here to do my job to the best of my ability. This episode is particularly for somebody that was so nice enough to watch my video, leave a comment, express his support, and even go as far as subscribing to the show. Dr. Hassan, if you are watching this, this is for you, Habibi. This is for you, brother. And I'm very, very sorry that Iraq unfortunately came up short, but you know what? I'm just going to be here to tell it like it is because I know that that's what you want me to do. Tell the truth. Report the news the correct way. So here's what I'm going to do, Habibi. This one's for you, my friend. Well... In my case, you know, I'm of Syrian descent, but, you know, sometimes I feel like it really warms me that when I see Arab countries really dominate in the scene of international football, and when I see Arab footballers dominate, whether it's in Europe or the Middle East or wherever, it really, really makes me happy because I really want to see more Arab players get a chance to play in Europe, and I'm not talking about the small clubs, I'm talking about, like, the big clubs, you know. I believe there's an Iraqi player named Zidane Iqbal who was actually part of the Manchester United youth system. If I'm correct, I believe he's playing in Germany, Germany right now or Italy. I'm not entirely sure, but, you know, I really want to see Arab players get an opportunity to play at the high level in Europe. And when somebody tells me that, Alex, no offense, but they're not talented enough, well, that's a load of crap. I have seen Arab players that are far more talented than players that you see in Europe. Okay, there are talented players in Lebanon, in Syria, in Ordon, which is, you know, Jordan, in Iraq. You know, the bottom line is, in the Middle East, there are super talented players. And it's very, very unfortunate that they, they do not get the opportunities, you know, much opportunities to play at a high level in Europe because they have that potential. Anyway, enough of that. Well, you know, it really was a chaotic game. Now, I did actually research extensively with the extensive highlights, so I'm, I'm super grateful that CBS, you know, or Paramount or whatever... Whichever source uh, provides uh, all the uh, all the intel that I need, well, you got to give massive credit to uh, to Jordan, you know. And I, I give credit to both teams. Unfortunately, Iraq, man, this close, this close to winning the game. The fact that in the injury time at the second half, how Jordan erased a two-one deficit and made it a three-two-one score to their advantage. See, unfortunately, in Iraq's case. This is a lesson that needs to be learned because apparently a lot of teams do not learn this lesson. It's not over until it's over. You never, ever, ever take your foot off the gas pedal. Never. You play as if every single minute counts because that's the truth. Every single minute of the game counts. Honestly, every single second of the game counts. Now, I don't know if I should take it as far as saying that Iraq took their foot off the gas pedal and underestimated Jordan. It just seems to show that Jordan just basically understood that we still have time and we're going to take advantage of it to the best of our ability, and they did. Now, unfortunately, well, when Iraq made it 2-1, to one, man, I feel like the red card, it's definitely heavily debatable. 
because when uh, of course uh, Ayman Hussein, who's been you know doing fa- who's doing fantastic in this tournament, when he scored in the seventy seventh minute, and made it two to one for the uh, advantage of, of of Iraq, you know, obviously he was red carded because of excessive celebration. Now, as far as I'm concerned. I think at first he ran off the pitch and kind of ran around, you know, like kind of celebrating with the fans. But according to the highlights, after that he 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 did a, a further celebration where he sat on the ground and okay, I, I think y'all know what he saw. I mean, I don't even feel like it's appropriate to kind of mention what he did, but he did in fact celebrate a bit excessively. Now he should have just you know do the thing out there with the fans, get back on the pitch, and then just get get set again. I mean, because like I said, you don't celebrate until it's over. The game was not over. Even though there was about 15, 20 minutes left to play when you include injury time, that's all the time in the world, especially when you're only up by one goal. So, you know, unfortunately, I mean, and, and I mean, Hussein, this does break my heart because I've studied this guy with, with film and everything. I mean, this dude is superiorly talented. I mean, the 2017 Asian Footballer of the Year. That's incredible. So, unfortunately, you know, you know, you know, like I said, give Jordan a ton of credit because in the first half, Jordan was just basically heavily defending, do- dominating in the midfield, especially with the counterattacks. The Jordanian goalkeeper, my, my, my goodness. You know, and I'll never forget how Jordan, the way Jordan scored, because they're the ones who actually drew first blood, they scored the opening goal. And the way they scored, previously there was an attempt, an opportunity that was very similar to how that play was, and they didn't get, it, they didn't get that one done. So Jordan made up for that opportunity. But, you know, when we saw that, like that, when we saw the equalizer in the 68th minute, you know, that's when we know that we obviously have a game. And then, of course, not long after, Iraq makes it 2-1, to one, and they basically think that they're on their way to the quarterfinals, but, well, in their case, unfortunately, they found out different in a very, very painful and heartbreaking way. As I said, it's not over till, it, till it's over, you know? I mean, Ayman Hussein, all I can say is I hope he learns from this, but I do feel that he did celebrate excessively, but I will say this. There was a Jordanian player that I feel celebrated way too excessively, and he did not receive a red card. When Yazan Al-Arab scored in the fifth minute of injury time, seeing how he just kicked the ball into the air, and I think, it went, I think it, went, it went to the stands, you know what? Honestly, that probably should have been a red card as well because that's excessive celebration. Kicking the ball like that, way out of play like that after scoring a goal, he honestly should have been disciplined as well. Now, the, the manager of the Iraqi national team, basically, basically saw it like that you know, in, a, in, a po- in a post-match uh, statement, mentioned, and I quote, the red card changed the course of the game. In any major tournament, players always celebrate scoring. The referee cannot give a red card for this. We all saw Jordan celebrating the same way and no red, no card was given, unquote. Now, he does mention that the timing of the red card prevented any changes made, especially defensively. So, well, I mean, at the same time, now, um, now there was actually a Jordanian player that did that did actually get a red, did get a red card. So, <clears throat> from from uh, from the looks of it, you know, yeah, you know, it's like that. So I I really you know don't know do much to say, what to say because unfortunately the highlights don't even show Jordan's uh, red card. So you know I kind of find that a little bit interesting. So yeah, that, that's very very unfortunate. But because uh, again, you know, all I know is from what, what I've seen in the highlights. But you know, if, like I said, if Jordan again. If Jordan got away with it too, because that that Jordanian player again that scored the equalizer that made it two to two, the way he celebrated, I mean that was honestly worthy of a red card as well, because you know if, if you're gonna red card the other guy for for celebrating excessively, you, you got to give the same amount of treatment to a player that to a player on the opposing team that just does something just as bad. So, so honestly, very very hard fought game again. 
despite what happened to Iraq, I mean, I give them the credit. They did everything they could to the best of their ability, but unfortunately, a fatal, a few, a, a fatal mistake, and then basically missed opportunities is what ultimately doomed them. Because from what I saw in the first half, according to these extensive highlights, Iraq and Jordan both missed out on major opportunities as far as scoring goals. So, I mean, honestly, I feel like maybe the goal, maybe the game should have been at least one-one going into halftime. Maybe even two to one, advantaging, you know, and vice versa to either team. I mean. The bottom line is the the score the score probably should have been different going into halftime. It shouldn't have been one nothing in Jordan's favor, but as far as I know, even Jordan could have had another goal as well. So the bottom line is, Iraq honestly kind of underestimated Jordan in the first half with how Jordan was just killing them with the counter attacks and everything like that, and especially the Jordanian goalkeeper. But the highlight of the first half, as far as both teams are concerned, is there were too many missed opportunities. So, and you know, especially in the second half, because you know. Iraq actually had the chance, you know, in the closing seconds to make it 3-3 three to three miraculously, and unfortunately, they didn't get the job done, so. I mean, Jordan held on, but, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I mean, the, the red card was actually given right before Jordan scored the game-winning goal, so, so, the Jordan, so the red card for Jordan was right before that, so. Again, unfortunately, the highlights didn't even show it, which I kind of find, uh, well, I should ask, is that a coincidence, or did they, they deliberately just do that? They deliberately did not want to show the, Jordan, the, the Jordanian player being red-carded. I mean, I don't know. Now, Ayman Hussein, his red card was not an automatic red one. He was actually a fly, um, car, a yellow carded earlier I think, for some sort of tackle. Or actually, not, not a tackle, I think for expressing a bit of frustration or something like that. So, the bottom line is, it was not a straight red. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just it's just so unfortunate for, for Iraq. So, you know, all I can say is, you know, better luck next time. And, you know, as far as Jordan goes, well... Jordan, Jordan advances, and you know, and I should mention, you know, Ayman Hussein, currently six goals in the AFC Asian Cup tournament, so he's still currently the top scorer. Fortunately, that might change by the time the tournament ends, but if, if it miraculously doesn't, then in Ayman Hussein's case, if you were if you were to win the award for the top scorer, I mean, well, that's something that's something to be proud of. So, you know, well, according to this, Jordan is taking on Tajikistan in the quarterfinals, and Tajikistan actually eliminated the United Arab Emirates on a penalty shootout. Of course, also yesterday, Australia dominated Indonesia with a 4 nothing win. And Australia, on the 2nd of February, is taking on the winner of the game between Saudi Arabia and South Korea. Now, January 31st, Iran takes on Syria. So I'm obviously hoping that Syria finds a way to miraculously get past Iran. So and then basically, there'll be a match between uh, the winner of the Bahrain and Japan match. So... So definitely, definitely, you know, some exciting, you know, more exciting matches, you know, in, in the round of 16. And I'm sure, you know, in the quarterfinals, there'll be some other exciting ones as well. So, you know, it's just very, very, it's just so very, very unfortunate, honestly. It really is. But, you know, Jordan got the job done. Iraq didn't. But, you know, I think what really, what, but basically this whole game is kind of marred that there were too many missed opportunities from both ends. But one team was just basically luckier than the other in some cases. But... Iraq had their chances, they messed up, it's very, very unfortunate, and, you know, Jordan, too, had their fair share of mistakes, but Jordan found a way to, you know, find a way out, and the way they did it, you know, it was well done, it was well done, so, congratulations to Jordan, very, very unfortunate for Iraq, but, you know, hell of a game, though, a very good game, not for nothing, a very, very, very good game, very, very hard fought, but, even in hard fought matches, some teams make more crucial mistakes than the other, and also at the same time, one just happens to be a bit more unlucky than the other. So, you know, 
that's just how the game is. There can only be there's two competitors. There's only one winner. Only one will advance. The other one goes home. That's just the way it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, you can find Into the Net FC anywhere you get your podcasts. So please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. And if you are feeling generous, if you'd like to send me a donation, you can. You can do it on my YouTube channel by sending me a YouTube thanks. You can also find my information in the episode description with Cash App and Venmo. But please keep in mind, it's not mandatory. It's completely up to you. While I do strongly, greatly appreciate donations that are given, just keep in mind, do not feel obligated that you have to do it. It's entirely up to you because, as always, what's most important to me is that you are taking the time to support me by watching, leaving a like and a comment, and sharing it out. Because, Because without you, my show wouldn't be where it is today. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and I'll see you all in the next one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.